Hello and welcome to another episode of the Classic Pinball Podcast. I'm George and I'm joined by my co-host Dave. Hello Dave. Hello George. Folks, we're going to get right into it today. I've got seven items on the sheet and I'm going to start with number one, a little bit of a reprise from Allentown. I know some of you listen to other podcasts, the Slam Tilt podcast with Bruce Nightingale, lamenting about how close he was to that $750 fathom. He was literally feet away, and I'll use a very polite word, was lamenting about how he missed out. I want to ask you a question, Dave. They also talked about a Medusa hear anything about that one i did see medusa near the tournament section and uh but i didn't really hear a lot about it but i know heard something that it was a really good price that someone got for it it was in pretty nice shape too that's what bruce was saying i heard the same but no prices disclosed then i heard there was some uh, shenanigans saying no that wasn't the real price it was actually uh went for more than that so there's some kind of uh uh, rigmarole going on about that about what the real price was in that game. Did I tell you that I saw the Medusa I sold three years ago? Five years ago? I remember that game. I saw it for almost double what I sold it for. Not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I didn't see it for sale recently, so I'm guessing it went. He wanted, I sold it I think for 1400 bucks, Not quite double. $2,500 they were looking for it. And the reason I could tell is it had the crack in the back of the cabinet on the left-hand side. That was a, uh, a Mark special. Ah, yes. He had, a lot of, he had a lot of Medusas back in the time. I think he had three of them at one time. Well, I bought one of them. I think I bought two of them. <laughs> Number two. Let's talk about Yopsicles. Yopsicles, yes. What'd you think? They're very tasty. I like the banana the best. <laughs> <laughs> did you know i was gonna ask you about those no i didn't <laughs> seriously um david yop i think is his name is producing an led light replacement for old 47 44 bulbs looked like a pretty interesting product although I believe, if I read it correctly, you need to have one of the newer light boards in order to support it. Did not, I read that right? Not necessarily. Okay. So you, uh, he has holes in the board already that um, you can, his version one, you can mount your own. I think it's a 470 ohm resistor or somewhere in there um, that will like, take care of that flicker rate. So thing. you do have to add something to the product. Well, version one, but version two and three, no, he's going to put those in there anyway for you. I, okay, so so that's going to be all baked okay. in the mix, all freeze dried. That's more right. my speed. And the, th the where you probably got this idea from is because the modern Sterns all are using these anyway. I think even the um, uh, Jersey Jack stuff. I think they're all using these things, their own version of these things, the, the obstacles, because that's what they use for LEDs in those games. The older games, you're, you're putting a, buying a socket, putting a light in it, and doing this whole thing. And the obstacles are a lot more cost effective. I think he's on to something. Well, I think so. If you're if you're going to put feature light LEDs in, yes. But he said they're not made to put in for GI. 
The now, GI why sit, would that be the case? Because they don't. The GI sits above the playfield. These sit below the playfield. They're like on the same plane. They sit down real low on the on the playfield underneath, so they don't stick up high. So they they can shoot through a lens, but a GI light sits above the playfield up high, so it lights up the um, the uh, light shields and so forth. Gotcha. So, on an older Bally or Stern game, say you've got slingshots. Those are more up, up into the playfield piece or above. Yep. Therefore, this would be like shooting. The obstacle would be like shooting it through a hole. Right, like a flashlight through a hole. And and even the modern Sterns, I believe, still use a socket and a um, LED lamp that goes in the socket for the GI, and they use the obstacle kind of thing for their features. Okay. I thought it was a cool product, and yeah. actually, I was glad that you saw it. And replied to me rather than me springing it on you. So you had a little bit of time to look at it. Here we go. Home pin. Did you hear this one? No, tell me this one, George. I'm not quite sure. Okay, one. so you know we've talked about Thunder Turds before. Ah, wonderful game. And we talked about <laughs> their replacement uh, transformer with rectifier board. Remember we talked about that? Yeah, and we're like, right. oh, they do a whole, in, you know, all, an all-in-one product, which I thought was neat. Well, guess what? They're coming out with a new game. See if you uh, like the product or not. Thunder Turds 2. No. Okay. That's a shame. Spinal Tap. Oh, okay. Well, that might have some legs. It was so right. you like Spinal Tap? Yeah, I can see there's a lot of humor in that. Yeah, that could probably that could probably work. So other than the obvious humor piece. Very delicate. It's a, it's a bit of a departure from the kind of thing you normally play. What do you call this? Well, this piece is called uh, Lick My Love Pump. This is the loudest rock and roll, rock and roll, most explosive band in heavy metal history. This is Spinal Tap. It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. What other line in the movie is one that you're familiar with? I couldn't come up with one, although I like the movie. Uh, these go to 11. That's the famous line. Right. Um, besides that, right, going through the airport and he has a aluminum. Oh no, no, I know the stuff. other famous line. <laughs> there aren't a lot of colleges in Boston. Yes, that's another one. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's one of my favorite. Okay, so they're coming out with a uh, with a game number four. I call this here fathom fathom. Here, fathom, fathom. Where are you, boy? Come on, boy. Woo, woo. Come on. Where is he? I posed the question <laughs> to our fan, Grant, in Australia, and he said, rumor mill states that they're having problems sourcing product. Well, welcome to the club. Shocking. So, who knows when that's going to come out, but... Um, I'm still going to troll out there and say, hey, if you're going to get one of these games somewhere in New England, we want to come out, we'll put you on our podcast and we'll play the game. Number five, everybody's kicking up dust on Merco again, you know, the Playfield manufacturer. And I wanted to ask you, did you buy a Quicksilver Playfield from him? I bought two of them. Yep. Have we talked about this before? Well, we talked about... You know, the peeling up thing and people with it not really sticking down. Right. So yours up. are good. Well, they're good because I haven't installed them yet. They're still in their box. It's still hanging out. 
Maybe they're going to be how old? Cured. How long have you had them? Oh, about a year anyway. Okay. So you have no plans on sending those off to Bill Davis or doing something else with them? No, just going to install them. Okay. Okay. I, I, I didn't think we had ever talked about it. They also have three other games that I thought were interesting that you might know about as well. They do an 8-ball deluxe, they do a Spectrum, and they do a 9-ball play field. I saw the 9-ball, and I'm intrigued with that one. I have a couple 9-balls that have really nice play fields, but I wouldn't mind snagging one or two of those as well. Now, was that reproduced by classic play fields? Nope. Huh. No, just uh, just Merco doing them, and they actually they did a lot of feedback with the with the um, the Pinside community. They put them out there. A couple of people with a fine tooth comb. No, this isn't right. This writing isn't correct. This artwork isn't is not captured right. Blah blah blah. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Several over several days or weeks. Finally, they came up with something. The end product was like, well, can't really find too much wrong with this now. It looks pretty close to the original. Um, in color match and in um, graphics and that kind of thing. So I waited for a while to see the end result after all the you know discussion back and forth. So you know I could I could definitely be a buyer, at least for one of them anyway. I didn't go back and I just thought of it. We did several, well, one episode on Quicksilver and it's actually in our top five. I'm wondering if we talked about this, but I've been going through some of our older episodes and we had talked about this is item number six we had talked about the star wars home edition that you did some repairs on and i kind of owe you apology but not really i took the the stand of oh you know don't rank on stern you know they're trying to bring you know the price point of a pinball down to home and you know, trying to chat it up and saying, hey, how bad a thing is it that you've got another Star Wars pin? And you were the total opposite. You mm -hmm. took the stand of, hey, you know, for a couple thousand dollars more, I know you're smiling right now because of what happened in our last episode. So you had the what I would consider the right side of the coin, and I certainly did not have the correct side of the coin. I had the real world experience with working on one so i really got under the hood and checked it out i want to talk a little bit further about it because if you now look at the pinball landscape and this happened two years ago this is in one of our earlier shows if you look at what stern is now seeing with the home collector market two years later quite frankly they don't care about the price point anymore they just keep raising the price because of the demand they can't physically keep up with the amount of orders. And if you listen to some of the distributors out there, they have nothing on the shelf to sell. As soon as it comes in, it's already spoken for and it's out the door. And we've had, we talked about it in the last uh, episodes, uh, Ultraman and Halloween, you know, pre-sold before anybody even saw the game. So a good time to be in pinball, a good time for you. I'm sure you're seeing more and more of these games uh, more. up for repair. Yeah. And uh, you had talked about us getting together today because the next couple of weeks you're going to be out doing service calls uh, because there's such a demand for it. Yeah, I'm booked up pretty much all through September at this point. And we're just starting September. And uh, yeah, I, I keep getting 
tons of calls and emails about, hey, you have anything for sale? What do you have for sale? What do you have for sale? And and uh, yeah, just tons of demand. We're not even in winter yet, so. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, listen to Dave's commercial. You can hear what games he's got for sale. So this brings me to item number seven, our last item. In episode two, I went back and listened to Ryan McQuaid talk about one of the games we're going to review today, which is Black Knight 2000. I suggest you go back and, and listen. It's only about a seven-minute passage. It's the beginning of the, uh, the show. He was a triple winner that day. And the other two games that he had were games that we've reviewed. He did a Playboy, Bally Playboy from 78, he also did Roller Coaster, Coaster Tycoon, yep, yeah. which, hey folks, I get it. It's not the greatest of games, and that's certainly represented by some of the numbers we've gotten as far as listens. You listened at first, and then all it just dropped off a cliff. But I suggest you go back and listen to episode two, because Ryan had a very unique feature on that game. I'm not going to spoil it. Go back and listen. That concludes the, uh, the sheet today, Dave, unless... Uh, there's something you want to comment on those seven items. We'll uh, move along to uh, Black Knight 2000. Well, I won't. I won't. Uh, you know, say the 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 people that sold that roller coaster tycoon that we uh, you know installed up north there. Um, the company that does that. I, I found some some stuff about. There's a lot of chatter at Allentown about the company, and um, I guess what they do. I'm not naming names here. Is they will find um, a, a restored machine out there, pay the person to restore the money they want for the game, tell the person to restore the game, take all your stuff off the game, all your badges and whatever, and then they basically drop ship the game to their client, add whatever a couple grand onto it, and ma they make their money that way. So they're a location service. Yeah, but they don't. They're not saying they're a location service. They're representing that they are actually doing the resto. Which is kind of weird. So people are kind of getting wise to it, especially in the collector community, getting wise to it. And it kind of makes sense when I worked in that roller coaster tycoon up north, that things were it was nice shape, but things weren't quite right. There were a couple things that were off that wasn't quite, you know, um, attention to detail wasn't all the way there. I, I personally, it wasn't it wasn't pre-flighted like I would do. I'd pre-flight something before I deliver something and make sure it's all good to go before it lands in the person's uh, game room. <laughs> Dave, let's uh, do a little bit of exploration with Black Knight 2000. Obviously, most people know that it's a Steve Ritchie game. If you've been following our podcast for any length of time, we've done two other games by him. Uh, most recently, High Speed, but almost a year ago, the original Black Knight. Let's, let's talk for a quick minute about where I first played it. Ryan McQuaid, you heard me talk about this earlier, brought a beautiful example to Pintastic two years ago. Great looking game, fun to play, but I really don't recall it. So why don't you give us a once over of the game and in a little bit we'll play a game or two. You're telling me it's a fast game, so if it's anything like the other game, uh, we'll be through those games quite quickly. Yeah, this game uh, definitely keeps you on your toes. It's like you're uh, you're jousting, you know, with the Black Knight. Uh, he uh, 
he taunts you all the time, laughs at you, and uh, it's actually in Steve Ritchie's voice as the Black Knight. They probably adjusted his voice down a little bit to make him sound a little more, you know, deep, you know, deep voice kind of deal. Uh, it also helps that I put a subwoofer on this game, so it really has an extra low end it needs. It uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a two level play field, and this is um, Steve Ritchie wrote a whole little thing in the uh, operating manual, a little insert that said, "Enjoy my game. A lot of fun making it." The top play field actually lifts up almost like the uh, the hood of a car to work on underneath, and that's uh, very easy to work on compared to the original Black Knight, which was tougher to work on. Things were crammed in there. You couldn't really use screws and so forth to take it apart. This one here just kind of lifted out of there, has a little, little prop rod, much easier to service. Um, didn't, Doug, he yeah. do, didn't he do the voice in the original game? That's a good question, George. I think he did. I think he probably did. Okay. We can look that up. I know Doug Watson did the art on it. Uh, mechanics by Joe Juice Jr., who also did Quicksilver. Joe Juice is very um, famous for doing Quicksilver. And uh, the really addictive uh, nature of the, the sound package in the game is uh, pretty... It's really good. Once you play it for a couple minutes, that song just stays in your head afterwards. Um, I believe, I think it's Chris Graner. It definitely sounds like Chris Graner uh, did it. But I'm looking for, uh, no, actually, no. Well, it says sound by Dan Ford and Brian Schmidt. But I swear it has a Chris Graner uh, uh, sound to it. But maybe influenced, I don't know. Um, 5,700 units, which at first I thought was kind of, well, that sounds like kind of low production. But then I started looking at all the, the System 11Bs. So um, Williams had System 11, 11A, 11B, 11C. And they really hit out of the park when they came to 11B. The 11B, now these are all like the same board, this one big giant board back there, um, but they have different iterations of that. Um, they improved and improved and improved. So 11B started in 87 and ended in 1990. It started with big guns, ended with whirlwind. And like I said, I thought the, I thought the production uh, amount of games made by Black Knight 2000 being like 5,700 was kind of low. But not really, because the uh, the lowest was Transport of the Rescue in '89 at only 8.59, and then other ones are like 1,200, 2,500 for Bad Cats. Uh, Taxi was uh, not too much either. Taxi was mm, 7,300. Uh, the highest was Cyclone at 9,400. Whirlwind was 73. So when you're in the 5,000s, you're right kind of in the middle of a production with. Uh, right, but in comparison to the original Black Knight. You went from 15,000 games down to 5,700. Yes, different times, right? 1980-ish to 1989. So a lot happened in those nine years, and we know it's, you know, obviously the uh, explosion of upright arcades and uh, people moving more towards the video games. And the home console, too. People were bringing them back home and playing video games at home. Correct. Yeah. Here's my biggest question with this game. What's the carryover from the original Black Knight to Black Knight 2000? The biggest thing is a Magnus save on the right out lane. So is this game a level shifter game or is this a ramp game? Hmm, George, George of the questions. I would say, hmm, well, 
Well, this would be a little more of a hybrid, so it's definitely level shifter, but it is a little rampy in that when that ball leaves the upper play field, it does feed your right flipper. So there's a habit trail? There are, yeah, there's a couple habit trails in this game. And there's one plastic ramp. Okay. It actually has a plastic ramp, so it we're is not, a ramp. We're not standing in front of it, folks, so forgive me, and I didn't bring the picture up. But I always do this to Dave because we're trying to make the definition of what is a level shifter game and what's a ramp game. And in previous episodes, we've talked about level shifters being games like Flash Gordon and Vector. Lightning. From, okay. So those are... Definitely level shifter games. This sounds like a little bit of a hybrid, but we'll come back to it while we're playing. And this game does have a plastic ramp, so hence, there's, the, there's your ramp right there. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the tagline or the marketing slogan for this uh, particular game? I am not, George. What he is? rides again. Ah, uh, yes. And also, he's back in Born to Run and Built to Last. Mm -hmm. Oh, goody. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have fired the marketing team. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to... Uh... Uh, let's see. What else with this game? Any We get Steve Ritchie. Uh... It's, a, it's a very fun game. I, 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 like, I like playing it. And actually, you know, I've played a bunch of them at different shows, and they were decent, and they were you know, nice rest, restorations. But after restoring this one and tweaking it out and uh, putting... I put all warm comments everywhere on the uh, on the GI. I did warm red comments all upstairs in the upper play field. It has a nice glowing effect. I also took the um, the pump upper caps, the whole pump upper assembly. Took them all out. It usually in stock stock wise, it's a, a yellow skirt, white body, clear red cap. I went with all red, so clear red skirt, clear red body, clear red cap, and a red LED inside it. So it has a whole little glowing effect. You're in a different world upstairs than downstairs. That's what I like. I forgot to ask, where'd the game come from? It came from an apartment in Cambridge about maybe six, seven years ago. Oh, so you've had this one for a I while. I've had it for a while. Yeah, it was all back in the, you know, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, warehouse you know rolled back there so somewhere. where's it going it's going to be going to i believe alston right near cambridge again <laughs> came from cambridge going back to cambridge so right it left the city and it's coming back back to the, to the city. city okay okay anything i should have asked you about this game that i didn't ask you about it um well i know it has a, has a two ball multi-ball and a three ball multi-ball well it, actually it has three different multi-balls and a three-ball time wizard mode? Yep. Okay. Um, how about... Uh, what, hang on. Okay, Before go, you go move ahead. forward... Go ahead, George. Is the multi-ball tied to the multiplier? No. Not that I know of. You oh, sure? I guess I'm not sure, George. You tell I'm, me. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no. No, I mean, you're, if you get a multi-ball, you're not, not like... You know why I ask the tough questions? Well, I, know I, mean, I know it's rhetorical or not. No. No, um, it's not like Fathom where you get two-ball, multi-ball, two-times play field. No. It's more like um, when multi-ball is out, you can get jackpots and so forth. You get your jackpot okay. stuff. And it's all... everything. A lot of uh, a lot of timed-out things. A lot of hurry-ups in this game. Steve Ritchie liked his hurry-ups, I think. Um, so there's a timer mode on a lot of these... 
Yeah, so... It, Tasks, what, I would guess. Of, yeah, so when you spell... Oh, no, it's going to test me. I think when you spell something, I think you spell war. War. I, I, yeah, it'll say, you know, you can do it, you can do it, and you have to uh, shoot the left ramp going up to the play field in a certain amount of time, and that will get you some points. Now, I just finished this game. I've only play tested a little bit just yesterday, so it's freshly restored, so I haven't really gone through all the, you know heavy lifting of everything this thing does but what it has done so far i'm pretty impressed with the game and it's uh, pretty deep you know for for its time it also has just like eight ball deluxe and silver ball mania it has a, a uh, progressive jackpot thing uh, king's ransom it spells ransom in the back in the back box the back glass oh so this is another uh, predator game in the arcade you're watching for the letters to get to r-a-n-s-o yep and what, wait for the person to walk away so you can get the M and get the free game. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a, I like that feature. I always thought that was a cool feature in a game. And I and again, so I think you win. We're going to find out for sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you either win games with that King Ransom or you get a whole bunch of points or something. You get some kind of jackpot thing, meaning either free games or some big payoff with Ransom. But it's a carryover feature that's it's a Ransom. It's a King's Ransom. So it's worth something. Well, why don't we conclude and go off to uh, the downstairs hideaway and play a couple games. And you'll listen for the, uh, the Stephanie Rogers and the Glow Van Vlack voices of the Choir of Angels in this game. The what? The Choir of Angels, George. You'll you'll see what we're talking about. Wait a wait 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 a second. Am I going to hear like opera music or something in this game? You're going to hear like a glowing effect of like ah. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's it's glorious. Okay. It's glorious. I, 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 now now you got me. Okay, you got the hook in me. Let's go down and see this. All right, George. Let's go do that or hear it. Let's do that, shall we? Well, here we are, one more time, down in the basement. Standing in front of Black Knight 2000. This is a very, very pretty looking game, Dave. You did a really nice job. Uh, I'm sure your customer is going to be happy. Can we uh, get this thing going? We certainly can, George. Uh, welcome to Black Knight 2000. Did some special mods in this one. Did uh, all clear silicone rubber. Did uh, warm comets on the bottom uh, for the GA on the bottom. Did warm reds all on the top. And uh, has a nice glowing effect. It also did some LEDs uh, under a couple of select inserts as well, but not the whole thing because I find there's too many too many inserts have the LEDs. It's uh, I don't know, not it's too much of an off and on thing. I like the the slow decay of uh, incandescent here and there. So did like a hybrid effect. So uh, let's see what the Black Knight has to say. Hello, Black Knight. I am the Black Knight. Voice of authority there, Mr. Steve Ritchie telling us that. Would you like one or two, George? Make sure how it's done? Or you just want to go ahead no, and cold? No, I definitely want to go cold. Okay, you want to go cold? Yeah. Right, go ahead, hit it cold. Go ahead. Is there a uh, skill shot? Uh, you're going to shoot the ball uh, either, if you shoot the ball kind of medium, like a 70%, 75%, it's going to land in the war lanes. If you go a full plunge, it's going to come right down here where you can kind of shoot okay. the skyway. Well, let's see. I've never done this before, you so get, let's get see. upper right flipper, remember. Well, a little harder than that. Okay. Do that again. Keep going around and around. 
Okay, so now I gotta figure out how to get it back up there. And you're, you got a magnet save you're gonna make happen if you just get the rest of the Black Knight targets down. Oh, I keep hitting rubber. That was bad. It does have a nice kick back and left. Oh, so is that the angel sound? That, yes, uh, that, uh, 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 that's part of it. There's more of that. More of the choir of angels coming there with uh, Von Kluck and her cluckers, I think it's called, or whatever it's called. Von Kluck and the Von cluckers. Kluck and the Clucktets. Do they, do they go to that fast food place we talked about? I think they do. Cluck you? No, I think they're also called the Mother Cluckers. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the 800 number on the, uh, the screen for a, a t-shirt. Did you ever call the 800 number? I know. We actually should call that later, George. We'll call that live on the show and see what, uh, it, see what we get. I don't have enough... I, it's only fourteen ninety five back in nineteen eighty nine. There we go. Finally, I got it in one of the. So I got what? One letter of war. Yeah, one letter of yes. Or win actually, it's win. Win. The, the green things are win, and the yellow inserts are war. You oh, want to win the war okay, so against the black knight. Oh, sugar. You're right. This is a very fast. It's fast game. and furious. Get those middle bank of drops down, you'll. But now your magnus save is active, so. Which gotta, magnus you, save? You, right you, or left the, the or right, both? The right side, and it's a little flipper above your right hand. A little uh, flipper button will activate it once you get over. If you get in trouble, you're just gonna be quick on the button. So it's a button above your flipper button. You get the power, George. You also have the lane change if you want. Oh, I do have a lane. Yes, you do. Okay, so I just got it, right? You also want to get that drawbridge down here. There you go. Now it's going to go down. Now Where's shoot. the drawbridge? Right there. Oh, oh, you just got it. Good oh. for you, George. Oh, that came. You're ramping with the best of them. You got the ramp. Nice job. Okay. That's. Up the drawbridge. That so it's went one, way ball too... one locked. That went. Oh, okay. So do that again. So how do I how do I get the ball? Well, you're going to flip another ball up there and you're going to shoot Oh, I'm going to lock it into ball. that. Do it again. Okay. I'm, I'm a little. Uh... I'm just going to be over here in the Casio while you're doing that. Lane change there too. There you yeah, go. missed it. There's the choir. There you go. The choir of the cluckers. Okay, so now that's going to be right up top there, right? Yes, there it is. You can do it, George. I can do it. You can do it. Hey, you did it. Look, he did it, George. Isn't that a song? You can do it. You can do it. I think it's Arnie saying that. No, no. That's, Arnie and uh, Dre. <laughs> what band is that? <laughs> There you go. Oh, George, he got it. He got. So they're going to start George. coming out. They're all going to come slamming down here really quickly, all three at once. So uh, all three ready. at once. It's like a roller coaster right here, the top of the roller coaster. And now it's going to come down hard. Here you oh, go. Bang, bang, bang. There you go. Oh man. <laughs> I lost two. And you lost them all. <laughs> the black guy's hey, mean. Hey, 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 hey. Isn't he mean? Okay. I did okay though. You did okay. You actually did, uh, did well. That's not bad for a first ball, I don't think. Uh, looks like you played this a few times. Extra ball lit. I like that. Why is that? That's a hurry up. But I... So you already have that opening. I do. What do they call that? That's called the drawbridge. The, oh, the drawbridge. Okay. I just have to get it. Yeah, this is a very fast game. I almost hate to sell it. <laughs> no, this looks it's like a lot, a lot of fun. fun. I'm oh, glad fun. Uh, 
I'm glad I got the opportunity to play this. We had fun playtesting it last night. Well, that's always good. No magnet save for me. I didn't activate it yet. Okay. Replay at 4.8 million. And I got a ways to go. Get a couple jackpots. Okay, so I got one letter of win, is that? That's win, yes. And I highly recommend a subwoofer I put on this game. It's very nice on this game with a sub. Now, do you ah, use a Polk or somebody other brand? I use one of those Polks, yep. Seems to be what everybody's using. Yep, very cost-effective, does the job well. Sounds great. Oh, so your your drawbridge went down right away. What did you do? Uh, I had it down from before. It already, I already made it happen. Oh, so before. once you do it, it stays down? Yes. Yep, once you do it, it stays down until you start locking balls. Lightning wheel. Okay. Oh. Well, that's the second time you've lost it down the right well, side. I actually pressed the button in time. but I, I, Oh, I you had a magnet save? I did, and I hit it, but it was a little too far gone. We talked about oh, that. extra ball. I got extra ball somehow. Oh, you do? I don't know, maybe because I got a last chance. I'm not quite sure how I got that, but I'm going to take it. Maybe I can get a, a multi-ball happening here. So how does one get the last letter in Ransom? Uh, by getting multi-ball, I think. Yeah, you yeah, multi-ball will do it. Right, the sound package on this game makes is, it. It, it makes it. It does. Double nice challenge. All right, here we go. Okay, what is? Oh, so you got multiple? I do. Now at least you held your multi balls. That didn't come out right. <laughs> that didn't either. <laughs> nice, George. No offense. Okay. Okay, so the drawbridge is going down. Dave's got double two multi ball. I've got double secret formation. And the lightning wheel. Okay, so Dave's racking up some points. Whatever that U-turn thing is. Okay, Dave's at one and a half million already. Whoa. And Dave lost one ball. He's got one ball left. And the drawbridge is going down yet again. He's up to 2.6 million. It's do or die here. Can he, can he get over the threshold? Somewhere over the threshold. Somewhere over the threshold. Yeah, I do not like. I'm gonna call this maniacal. I don't even frenzy. know if I can call it a level shifter game. I don't know what to call this thing. Black Knight 2000. There's a lot of pinball excitement in this game. I'll tell you. Oh no, there's a lot of. There's a, oh ransom! I got it. I got the ransom. Sweet. Oh look at you. Look at that. King's ransom. Everything's lit. Five times bonus. You turn the twenty. That's lucrative. Extra right? ball lit. Oh, I'm, so getting, I'm getting the ransom. War equals a million. Jackpot's lit. Skyway is lit. 
Oh, you got everything lit. So everything on. is lit, it says. Look at that. It's all lit. Didn't I just say that? Except for me. I'm not lit. It's too early in the day. More, more cluckers clucking. You got nine minutes. Oh. You... All right, nine. Oh, you got another ball. Oh, that's a ball save. No, it had another ball going. Oh. Okay, King's ransom's done. Oh. Okay, Dave's got one ball left. So he's got everything lit up. Oh. Yeah, those rubbers on those posts are deadly. They are. On the bottom of the play field. So did you just get a million? Oh, you're it's almost the there, man. The you're almost there. Something. Come on. Almost there. <laughs> go, Dave, go. The spinning wheel. So you get So you got twenty thousand for that spinning wheel. There we go. Magnusay. There, there it That's is. That's the first time we used it. Meow. Oh, and out she goes. Okay, so let's see. Does Dave get to 4.8 million? All right. Six loops, 14 U-turns. Yes, I got it. Extra ball, too, somehow. I don't know how I get an extra ball, but I'll take it. Well, did you get an extra ball because you passed the threshold? I don't think so, but maybe. I didn't think I had to set up that way, but it's possible. It's like the setup of your game, George. Yeah, I'm all about high scores. through the uh, the drawbridge. There we go. Not quite again. No way. Yeah, you gotta master that left hand shot to get it back uh -huh. up top. Five times bonus. You are champion. Alright, I'll take that. Thank you, Steve. Good. High score, George. Great. And no match. No match. Dave ends up winning that one, 5.5 to 690,000. So Dave is the grand champion. This concludes yet another episode of the Classic Pinball Podcast. See you in the pinball future. And that was my brother, George. Say good night, George. Hey, quiet down. Say good night, George. <laughs> good night, George. <laughs> See you later, folks. No way. Bonus feature. Give me your money. Give me your money. Give me your money. Give me your money. All right, George, what do you think? There's a number to call for a Black Knight T-shirt. There's a sticker on the backboard that says it's only $14.95, and they even advertise it on the LED display. Let's call it up. I'm already ahead of you. I'm, I'm, I want a Black Knight t-shirt. I'm thinking it's going to be a... This call may be recorded for quality assurance. All right, it's a porn number. We have a special promotion today for select callers. Hmm. Is if it... you are over 50, please press 1 now. If not, press 2. Is there they a... want you to press number 1. Okay, sure. Okay, here we Let's go. Let's press 1.
Can I press? I want to press three. Let's press three. Okay, shut up. Not you. Okay. Now what? Hey. Hey, lady. What's going on? It went are we gonna get? Are we gonna go like I think overseas? It's gonna, I think it's gonna go porn. Porn site. Hello. <laughs> would you like Hello. a T-shirt? Hello. We have a Marriott cruise. Hey. I don't know. I, th- I think you just got a text. <laughs> <laughs> I want my T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hear heavy breathing going on. That's Cooper. Maybe it's Cooper. Cooper's on the line. <laughs> I Hit don't... two. Hit a different number. That's it. See, there's nothing there. That's, oh, that's a big that nothing was burger. Bad. Okay. You know what? Hit, hit stop. We're going to try one more time. Try one more time. You got a text, though. Go for your text. I bet you they might have texted you something no. back in your number. Yeah, I just saw a text come in. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's, yeah, make sure it's not anything with this number. Let's see. Give me a text. Anything from... Uh, no. Anything well, stupid? No. Okay. Just no. a co- coinkydink. Hmm. Let's right. try one more time. Dialing for go. t-shirts. Dialing for t-shirts. Okay, we're going to try one more time. Let's hit the other I thought this was going to be a good bit. Let's hit two. So far. Well, okay, we're going to try let's that try now. two. Okay. For directory assistance, press nine. Directory assistance. Directory assistance. What the? Yeah, there's. What is going on? I I think I think George just signed up for a bunch of spam. Steve, hey Steve, (laughs) you gotta pay your bills. (laughs) Steve, the number doesn't work unless you pay your bills. I, (laughs) I think. Yeah, Steve didn't pay his bill, so some scam company took it over. So when you call his number, I think you're on some kind of spam list. So you're going to get all kinds of, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, your Social Security, your uh, married vacation getaway. and uh, Lucky me. You know, all the rest of that Lucky crap. Lucky me. Okay. That bit didn't work, but. But we tried, though. Time. But now we, we, we took the hit for the rest of you. Now you know what happens when you call that number. You're, you're, by the way, you're welcome. Dave! Who? Dave! D-A-V-E! Yeah, Dave! Dave! Right. Dr. Dave's Pinball Restorations restores games to look and play like the first day they hit the arcade. Buy a piece of your childhood back with one of the following games in our restoration queue. If you're looking for that late model pinball machine, well, we currently have three available. A stern NASCAR, the rare limited edition Dale Jr. with only 600 made. Valley, we have a Doctor Who and a Twilight Zone. And for you classic pinball fans, we have the following Valleys. A Kiss, Supersonic, Paragon, Skateball, Flash Gordon, Embryon, and Fireball 2. For classic Stern, we have Sea Witch, Stingray, and Nineball. For Williams, we have a Firepower. Atari, we have a Superman. Gottlieb, Old School EMs top score and a flipper pull and for Bally old school electromechanicals we have a Bally Captain Fantastic and a Bally Flip Flop
bit of a departure from the kind of thing you normally play. What do you call this? Well, this piece is called uh, Lick My Love Pump. This is the loudest rock and roll, rock and roll, most explosive band in heavy metal history. This is Spinal Tap. It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. The funniest movie ever made about rock and roll. He choked on vomit. But I can't prove whose vomit it was. The monumental classic. There was a Stone Age monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. The makeup of your audience seems to be young boys. Oh, it's a sexual thing, really. We've got, you know, armadillos in our trousers. I mean, it's really quite frightening. No, don't have I was just pointing at it. Well, don't point. I'm sure I'd feel much worse if I weren't under such heavy sedation. The cult phenomenon. The numbers all go to 11. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. This is Spinal Tap.